Hey there, welcome back. I'm Jesse D, a master's student in ecology and evolution and an open world RPG gamer. You're listening to episode three of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open world RPGs from an ecological perspective. On today's episode, I sit down with my friends and chat Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay and where it fits in with other notable RPGs. You can follow along with my playthroughs on twitch.tv slash justjessyd on Thursday and Friday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Today I'm joined by my friends Alex and Andrew. Alex is a former lab mate of mine who has a master's degree in ecology and evolution and now does cool stuff with DNA. Andrew's a new friend who I met through D&D and he's currently a counseling psychology master's student. Guys, welcome to my podcast. It's a work in progress, but I'm excited to have you here with me tonight, fellow nerds and gamers. Uh, Let's have a little chat about this month's game, Red Dead Redemption 2. Why don't you guys give a little intro, say hi, say who you are, where you're from, how you been? Um, Yeah, so I'm Andrew, um, and I am currently in school with my master's degree, just trying to finish that up, counseling psychology, and yeah, I've known Jesse for, what, like just over half like a at year at least two months now <laughs> <laughs> probably since december close to uh new year's when we first started our first D uh campaign so um that's how i kind of got to know you and jumped on this show well hello everyone my name is alex <laughs> yes i'm a longtime gamer first time podcaster um, I have a master's degree in biology and ecology and evolution, which means I'm real good at that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I love all sorts of video games, love my RPGs. Uh, I think I played Red Dead 2 just around when it came out. Um, I don't remember when, but I was on the Xbox in my old apartment, and I did not beat it, and I think I did two or three of the main missions because i just i just fucked right off i pulled a full art floor where they're like hey you gotta go save your baby i'm like no there's a tree over there i gotta go look at it and by golly i became a mountain man in that game (laughs) this man goes into the woods first thing like i i could have told you that without hearing this intro i i fully know this is alex's mission I don't remember the part where you have to save a baby. But... Oh, that's Fallout 4. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but probably in this. This is definitely a baby you gotta save somewhere. I'd assume. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there is, a, there is a mission where you have to teach a kid to fish. Um, and some bad guys showed up and I thought they were going to kidnap him. So I was fully prepared to save a baby, but it never happened. Oh, and then later there's another mission where the kid ends up being like given to this like really rich italian man in the big city and so you have to go and get him back and when you go and save the kid you're like fully expecting it to be like a weird sort of like he's been locked up and like chained to like a bed for weeks but the kid comes out wearing like fancy robes and slippers and is like i got to eat so much spaghetti he was like pampered the whole time so that was a a classic classic. (laughs) he was like sad the classic old west where children get kidnapped by old italian men and fed spaghetti yeah why not yeah and he had two sets of slippers he had one pair for nighttime and one one pair for daytime (laughs) they went into a lot of details in this game so tell me about the first game because i never played the first game yeah, so actually before Red Dead Redemption, um, which is 
the game that I think a lot of people got introduced to Red Dead through. Rockstar actually made like the original Red Dead for like PS2 era. Um, so that's when I started playing Red Dead. Really cool game. Really, you know, normal for that time frame though. It's very like kind of like boppy shooter, like a lot of strafing, like, you know, a lot of like oversized items and stuff. Was it was it third person or first person? Third person. Um, really cool though. They like introduced the dead eye system, you know, like they had the dual system where you're like in these different situations and you've got to like shoot specific parts of the character that you're dueling against, um, like your showdown or whatever they call it. So I don't know if they still have that in RD2. Yeah. In the second one, there's a, there's a side mission thing you can do. So you meet this guy in a bar and, uh, he's writing a book about famous gunslingers. So the guy at the bar is like drunk and he's not giving the reporter any answers that he wants. Um, so the reporter turns to the character and asks you as the character to go and find these other famous gunslingers and get their opinion about the guy that, that the reporter is writing the book on. So you get this like list of people that you have to find in their photos and you basically go around and like interrogate them about like this famous gunslinger. And, um, and some of them are like, they don't want to talk to you and they like try to shoot you. And I remember one of the one of the ones you're like it's a you're on a train and you're like chasing after the guy and he climbs on top of like the engine of the train and turns around and then you're in like the cowboy showdown Ooh. on top of a train <laughs> and uh, it automatically goes into the dead eye. You can kill him or you can like shoot the gun out of his hand, but I had to do it like a bunch of times. It was really hard. Yeah, I think most of them ended up dead when I had to do that. <laughs> and Jesse, did you know that John Marsden is the main character in Red Dead 1? Yeah. I heard it. I've never played Red Dead 1. Oh, jeez, no. But he's in your he's in your crew in Red yeah, Dead 2. Yeah, he is. Too. Yeah. He's the like deadbeat dad that um <laughs> Sounds So about right. I don't want to spoil it if you guys haven't played it, but at the end of the game there's a prologue where you play as John Marsden. Oh, damn. That's pretty cool. Okay. Cuz Red Dead 2 is actually the prequel. Right. Mm-hmm. So you play as his buddy Arthur Morgan, and then uh, in the prologue you get to play as John Marston. Um, so I have played as John. I know he can't swim. Learned that the hard way. He cannot. Um. <laughs> Don't you learn everything the hard way in Red Dead series? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, no one's yep. like, <laughs> I learned this very easily. It's like, I have a traumatic background. <laughs> That's one thing I, so normally when I play, when I play uh, like open world RPGs, I am a completionist gamer. Oh man, everything. I gotta get everything. I gotta do all the side missions. I gotta get all the collectibles. Um, And this game is like, it's so big, but it's also so much fun to explore that I have put that out of my head. And I'm like, you know, even though I gotta collect like 15 of these orchids, I don't want to (laughs) know where they are. I want to find them. Yeah. You just want to go get it. So I know that there's probably a website out there where I can like look it up. Oh, there's this. Like, tell me where the orchids are, but I'm not. Do- I'm not going to do it. I'm going against everything I believe in to just like yeah, explore. That's fair. Okay, well, let's get to one of my questions. What kind of what kind of gamer are you guys? Are you like speedrunners, completionists? Do you play games for like the story components? Do you um do you like you know exploring the world just being the best i love plot plot like i love storytelling i love reading stories in all form 
So, like, I'm the kind of guy who will never skip a cutscene, even though I've seen it a million times. Same. Um, The hilarious part to me is that you're missing such an amazing story in Red Dead Redemption 2, but you, like, (laughs) refuse to do it, even though you love plot. (laughs) Well, that's that's the problem with, like, the open-world games. If it's, like, semi-linear, like the Mass Effect games, where, like, you gotta go do these things, then I am hooked on that story. But if they give me the option to make my own story... I'm yeah. taking it. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to do what they tell me. Um, but yeah, I'm also very big in completion. I like checking everything off a list. But in Red Dead 2, I was kind of iffy about it until you fight that legendary grizzly <laughs> bear in, like, a canyon. And I was like, so animals, eh? And <laughs> I just fucking took off. And I was meeting zoologists, and they're like, can you catch these eight birds and i was like all right i gotta use my binoculars to check out these birds and see oh yeah i know that's a robin and i need to take it out with a bow and arrow otherwise i'm gonna ruin its pelt and i gotta kill it and then mail it to the zoologist that's yeah. what you do or yeah. i gotta go around and get like all these rabbit pelts because i gotta make myself a new saddle and if I uh, I got to do all the research, got to figure out where they are on the map, got to figure, like, and then, like, of course, when you get there, freaking coyote comes and kills the one rabbit that you're like, man, that, that was my boy. That's the one I wanted. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just went full mountain man in this game, stopped talking. People had three horses with me to carry the carcasses of all the animals I killed. Um, and I went How'd you get for- three horses? I got them following me. I don't Can you have two how. temporary horses? Yeah, I think so. Or I just kill like a, someone on the road and take their horse. Like, I tried a wagon at one point, but the bodies kept falling off, um, and they go bad. But like, I just yeah, I I pretty much just wanted to find every animal, everywhere, including fishing. I don't like fishing. I went fishing. Like nothing was more exciting to me than entering like a new biome and being like. I haven't seen any of these animals before. I must catalog each and every one of them. Yeah, you're going to go find it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I got all the, like, legendary animals, and, like, the legendary moose was a big pain in the ass, But because, like, they give you, like, this shitty map that you have to, like, superimpose over top of the real map and be like, does it it fit? Um, And, yeah, I I just caught all the animals. Some of them are off-limits, though. Right, like there's some. Oh, you can access it, just not very well, because you immediately get gunned down. I made it pretty far though, but not far enough to hunt. (laughs) But yeah, that's the kind of gamer I am. (laughs) When you first start the game, uh, you can't access an area of West Elizabeth Mm -hmm. that's like south of a river. If you cross that river, you immediately get like the cops or like the bounty hunters or whatever chasing you. Oh, you get a bounty, yeah. You can get pretty far, though, if you run. Yeah. Yeah. So I kept running from them. They're shooting you a little bit, and you're like, ow, that hurts, stop it, ow, haha, that's funny. Um, Eventually, you make it to another river. If you cross that river, you, like, immediately get, like, like, snipered, one shot, like you're dead. Oh, damn. Um, Yeah. And I found that out. So I stole a canoe (laughs) from... from do you do you remember that family uh with the tobacco fields nope no okay. <laughs> you're you're mentioning uh, people remember i barely talked to people other than the fence and the guy in camp just and the old, the old guy yeah yeah, yeah okay <laughs> so so anyway i stole a canoe um 
in like Flatiron Lake area. Paddled it all the way around the shoreline, like past um, Blackwater, where apparently there was this big heist at the beginning of the game, and that's why you're on. That's why you're wanted in this area. Paddled it past there, and then like tried to make it past the river, and like they shot me in the canoe. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, how did they even see me? And then I looked it up, and it's like you know the game doesn't want you down there. Yeah. Um, and that's why you just get auto-killed. And I was very upset, because, like, I had paddled that canoe for, like, 45 minutes, like, oh. real time. <laughs> that's now, awful. Jesse, the question is, on the way to get the canoe and down the lake, did you say howdy, stranger, to every person you passed? Because you can't yep. not do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I you got uh, every person, Every person that I passed that was also paddling, like, a boat of some kind out on the lake, you can't say hi to. Uh, but you can stop paddling and then, like, talk to them. So if people were coming up, it would be like, oh, got to put down my paddle. And he would, like, stand up in the canoe, and then I would say it, and then I would get back in the canoe to keep <laughs> So I didn't do that every time because uh, so it got to effort. be a little bit much. But, yeah. Fair enough. Um, going into any town to do any business, uh, you had to. It was always like, howdy, mister, ma'am, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I pass somebody, what a fun I was mechanic. the nicest cowboy. Yeah, you're the you're uh, the nice one. I was I was big on stealing people's horses and then returning them after, and the person was like, "Oh, I thought you were making it up when you said you were going to bring it back." <laughs> yeah, just borrowing it. <laughs> just borrowing it. Yeah. So you have this like prestige level at the bottom, and when you do nice things, you're like your prestige level like moves up to the good end. And if you do bad stuff, it moves down. And um, you get better prices and better deals at like shops when you're a nice person compared to if you're a bad person. So it's kind of incentive to be nice. Yeah. Which is so funny because like you're kind of led to believe through the plot that you're a part of a gang. You maybe led a gang. You know, you're an outlaw in some areas. Um, you might be like double crossing certain people, but you're also supposed to have your prestige level at a high enough level that you can get good prices places. You know, it's like it's this very oh, no. Like, you can definitely be just a bad person. Oh, for sure you can. Um, yeah, and like the 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 uh, narration and the like voice acting in the game and the like script of the game suggests that Arthur is not a good person. Oh yeah. Um, so, like, when I first played the game, I was like, I gotta be the best cowboy, I gotta do all the good things, be the nicest guy. And um, and then I would get to a part in the story, and he would be like, I'm not a nice man. I'm like, what are you talking about, Arthur? I'm working really hard on this. <laughs> Been nice this whole time, man. You've returned every horse you've stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning a new, I'm turning over, like, you know, a new leaf here. I'm working on it. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, what kind of gamer are you, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm actually probably really not typical gamer. Like, I, I really do love the story, so maybe a lot of people are there. But I've never been a completionist. Like, I know that some gamers are really like, I want to get all the coins in Mario. I want to do, you know, all these bits and, like, c collect all the stuff. And that just seemed, like, so tedious to me. 
So it's never been something that's drawn me in. I love open world games. I love visiting all the locations. And if it's a good side story or if it's like a mission that's outside of the main storyline that intrigues me with a decent character, some voice acting or something like that, I'm in. I'll be there. I'll follow it through. I've had some really great experiences with that. Even like, you know, throwing back to games like Skyrim or like Horizon Zero Dawn and these like things where... It almost starts off as like a, yeah, you know, this could be whatever. And then it's like, I just became a werewolf or like, you know, oh, this person just gave me like the most overpowered bow. Like what the heck just happened? Um, You know, those are the kind of stories I think about and get like really jacked up on if I'm following the side missions. But yeah, I'm not a big like collector. Um, Even in like some of the games like Far Cry games where like you need to update you know, your pack and, like, things that are, like, similar to the Red Dead series. Like, I like doing those things if they're a utility piece. Like, if it's something that makes me better or helps me beat the game, um, then that's something I like to do. But, yeah, I don't know. It depends. Like, I, I'd say it's just, like, my mood. Like, if the if collecting the things, if doing all the side missions, if, you know, getting all the best gear or, like, the extra hard bosses or whatever you want to call it, if there's, like, extra of those things... Um, like intrigue me that I'm fully in but sometimes it's just like you can tell it's just slapped together extra content and I just I don't know I've got this like sensor for that stuff and it just if it doesn't pull me in I'm 100% not doing it <laughs> kind of like the Ubisoft Assassin's Creed like you gotta collect all 72 sea shanties yeah. otherwise you're not a real pirate <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like I did so. I did too like, anyway. <laughs> I knew you guys did So Red Dead, this is the first game that I played that I actually felt like I was a member of a story. Like I was actually in the story as the character. I was invested. By the end of the game, like I actually, like, I felt love for Arthur. Like I was this person. And, and how it happened with him and his gang, you know, when a gang member died, I felt it. Like I felt sadness and grief for when like pieces of our family got like broken off or like they were scared I was scared um and like the end of the story I put the controller down and just like literally cried for like a half an hour I was like this is this is well done well done I even wrote a tweet about it I was like god damn yeah (laughs) yeah I was like god damn this is this I've never felt that when I played a video game before and yeah and uh I wouldn't have bought this game if it wasn't for Alex that told me that it was freaking GTA 5 with horses. And I was like, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I played GTA 5, and, and the story in that is good. The acting is, like, you know, it's pretty good. The Trevor Phillips is, like, my favorite character because he's just so Trevor. crazy. Um, but, like, this, the story was also fantastical and, like, you know beyond it's it didn't feel real because it was just like so bonkers oh yeah Mm -hmm. rockstar has a way of doing that at the end of gta 5 it was like eh you know (laughs) like it's over it's it's done (laughs) but i i mean red dead 2 has its moments like that one bar scene at the very beginning with what's his name and then there's all the can can dancing. Lenny, you get Lenny. Lenny. That's my favorite. That's my favorite mission. So funny. Great. I laughed out loud several times. 
there's this one perfect moment where like you're about to get into a fight with someone and the punch is about to be thrown and then it snaps to everybody in a line doing the can can <laughs> and like it just keeps going montage montage mont like it, it is a great great rock rockstar do good and at some point you're like first person view like pissing in the alley behind the freaking bar <laughs> and then he's done you gotta like stumble back in So, Jesse, can I ask you a question then? Yeah. Um, This really resonated with you, but what I'm curious about is actually, like, what part of the story... Like, I know you've just given some evidence, but, like, what did you really identify with? Because I think at some level, when it hits really hard, you know, the story or the character or something, something about the journey, you know, like maybe is something we identified with. So is there anything like that for you? Or what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I'm not personally an outlaw. Um, I am a person that follows the law, which is why I made That's what an Arthur. outlaw would say. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> shifting eyes. Uh, <laughs> but I made, but I made Arthur try to be a good person. And, mm-hmm. And it's there's a certain point in the story where people are like, Arthur, you are a good person. And he says he's trying to be. And, mm. um, and like, as a player that was trying to make him good, uh, I felt connected with him at that moment. It's like, you know what? I am trying to make you good. And he feels like he's trying to be good. So, like, that sort of connection of, of like... Maybe I am controlling him. Although, you know, it's already, like, pre-recorded and everything. So it totally wasn't. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, the human interactions and, like, the awkwardness of him in in um, relationships and, like, talking with people. I don't know. Um, I just, like, by the end of it, I felt like I was part of the world. And then, you know, when, mm, that's a big when the me. story concluded, I was like, wow. Yeah, I I get really invested in the decisions, like especially if the decisions feel impactful with like how the story changes, how characters relate to you differently. I mean, like I know a big one Alex and I were playing in the side is kind of Hades. And although this is like a roguelike, not very, you know, um, like dialogue based game, it's more about the gameplay and like finding the gods boons and stuff. It still feels that way. Like you can create what kind of world that you're going through the dungeons with based off the gods you choose so it's like that's how i kind of almost related to some of the things you've been just saying of like by making the prestige version of the character and making his choices good it's like you're also trying to kind of affect the characters around you and the story around you to to change a little bit like change the narrative of like what you can expect and what's going to happen next yeah, I don't recall a specific moment in the story of Red Dead 2 where, um, you know, uh, like in those in those Batman games where it's like, so-and-so will remember this. Uh, there wasn't, yeah. There wasn't like... Telltale? A, yeah, Telltale. There wasn't a, a moment in the story of Red Dead 2 where like a decision that, that I made as Arthur directly affected the story, except uh, there is one thing that happens at the beginning that kind of reoccurs throughout... And, and then part of Arthur's character development into like trying to be a good person culminates in him resolving that conflict, um, Mm. in a decent way. 
And so that was like a heartfelt moment. But I feel like that was going to happen no matter what. I didn't feel like that was a result of any of his decisions. Oh, like you saw it coming almost? Well, no, I didn't see it coming, but um, but it didn't feel like um, he was concluding it in a way because I was trying to be a good person as him throughout. Like, I feel like that was just the natural progression of the story. Um, okay. Because, uh, so spoiler alert, if anyone cares, Arthur gets... Um, he gets a terminal disease in the game and he finds out he's dying. Um, and at that point he shifts into trying to be a good person um, because he doesn't want to go out as like being labeled a bad guy. So he tries to like tie up loose ends, tries to like, you know, um, be nicer to people in his own way. Um, sure. He wants to make sure that his family's going to be okay and stuff like that. So, so when he finds out he's dying, he sees it as both like, um, as like a punishment for how he acted before, like based on his previous actions as like a bad outlaw and like a guy that murdered people and blah, blah, blah. Um, so he sees it as punishment for that, but then also as like a people around him were like, no, you can just, you know, be a good person now and, and like feel better about yeah. it. And so maybe that was part of the... Maybe that was part of the enticement of like me feeling connected to the character because he he had like a little bit of a like an awakening, I guess, where he realized that, um, you know, he wanted to make amends for what he had done. And he was using this like his finite time left to do that. But Jesse, yeah, if you had just stayed in the woods, you never would have had to deal with that. <laughs> you know, 100 percent. Think about how. How many honey badgers you would have killed? Well, I don't think there's or just badgers. badgers. In the game. It's just there's badgers. definitely badgers. It took yeah. me forever to find them. Yeah. yeah that's wow. Wow. We. But Damn. I think I can't remember the exact order it happens in. But I don't think you can learn to fish until you do the mission. Where you it's true. Get the disease. <laughs> uh, oh, that's where you get. I oh man I have the disease then that sucks <laughs> oh no I'm fishing here I am just enjoying like there's like various moments from the game that will always stick in my head and like one of them's like grizzly bear attack where I'm just like oh I gotta go find all these giant animals another one was hunting the legendary like snow bison just going through the snow and like just chaka and the third was just coming there's this lake to like the northwest and I was just fucking off doing whatever. And I came to the top of it, and I was like, oh, I've never been here. And I was like, is that a beaver? And all these beavers just kind of came by. And then I saw, like, fish in the water, and there was, like, birds flying. And I was like, wow, this is just for me. <laughs> and then the beaver started attacking me because I was attacking oh. them. It, was, it became a huge mess. But for that one brief moment of coming, like, over this ridge and seeing this glorious scene. Everything the light uh, touches. <laughs> and now it's sullen it's it's ruined because i knew in the back of my head that i'm gonna die because i have all of these diseases i already caught because i went and started fishing (laughs) yeah i mean if you if you don't progress through the story and you don't finish it arthur never dies so and you know what even if he does just delete your save file and start again <laughs> just delete just your start saves. again delete your art that's what yeah, we do yeah whatever 
Alex, do you have a story about uh, one of your hunting adventures or fishing adventures? Like, you know, I know you just mentioned that, like, serene lake that you came upon. Oh, heck yeah. As a virtual hunter, I have many stories of all the hunting I've done in the virtual world. I have never gone hunting in the real world. I think I would be terrible at it. But, oh boy, Arthur Morgan, he knows. Yeah, what's your favorite part or memorable moment of, like, interacting with animals uh, even or plants in the game? Like, did you ever eat a poisonous berry and then go, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I ate everything. <laughs> Try everything once. Um, I remember when I was going, there's like these weird swamps up to the northwest. I had a lot of fun in the northwest or like nor- just straight up north. Um, and I was like hunting deer. And like the way that the hunting works is that there's like certain animals and once you've researched them enough you can see like how their pelts are scored and you need like a three star pelt sometimes to craft shit uh or like three star body and in order to do that you need to kill them in a specific place with a specific weapon so i was hunting some deer or something up there because i was like oh i need this and then this massive wolf came up i was like what and then like I paused the game, look at the map and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is the legendary wolf. And I was like just scrambling, trying to get the right weapons already. And obviously it killed me. And that's that's just how it goes. Sometimes wolves win. And that was a valuable lesson. And I didn't go back there for a long time because I was scared. Um, yeah, that part where it's like the sulfur lakes and the geysers or something, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like when there's bobcats and jaguars and stuff and you're just there cutting up your animal, doop doop doop, and then you're dead. And you're like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and the cougars, they don't give you any warning. You just hear they're like, Row! and then next thing you know, they're like bitten your neck and you're dead. Oh! Yeah. The other, like, hunting, like, big animal moment for me um, was the stupid fucking zoology society and they're like goddamn birds uh they're always like hey can you find this bright-throated robin i haven't found these people i want to um i think that like i got on a mailing list for them back (laughs) in the old west world how is this Um, in the game (laughs) i i don't know but the thing is these tiny little songbirds fucking hard to find and to kill with an arrow yeah because as soon as you look at them with binoculars they fly away so you gotta like get the like right triggering down for number one take out the binoculars while you're like galloping on a horse id them as the bird you want put on your bullet time or whatever the hell it is pull hope you have the right weapon out to kill them (laughs) and like take a shot and hit and I was, like, just galloping, like, I think it's, like, the Mideast, like, prairies, and I was, like, a flock of birds flew by, so I pulled it out, and I was, like, that's the one, and I pulled out the right weapon, and shot, and it wasn't the right weapon, I had misread what it was, so, like, I, I got the bird that I'd been looking for for a while, and it just, it wasn't good. After. Yeah. I was like, I got this mangled body that I hit with my shotgun. Oh. So when you, so when you're looking for animals, they have like three, two, or one star body conditions, which is just like, I guess if you think of like one star as being like a mangy sort of pelt, or like maybe they yeah. have a bunch of scars or like patchy hair, uh, missing feathers maybe, and then like a three star, which is like a, you know, like a 
I don't know, museum quality specimen. <laughs> yeah, this one was not museum quality no. anymore. After it started out that way, and then you shot it with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny, because like, I don't really think of the big successes. Like Those aren't the memories I have. It's the hilarious failures that really <laughs> stick out. They're like, oh, that's the perfect deer, and there's six wolves, and they're killing it, and oh my god, they're coming after me, and why am I not switching my weapon? Why am I not switching weapon? So those those would be big memories, and crocodile hunting is always a fun time. Yeah, that's terrifying, because uh, uh, so there's this fun section, uh, Andrew, in the game that's like the, the bayou, sort of like Florida environment. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's really, like really thick, gross mud that you can walk through, and like swampy water and stuff. And so I, I killed like, a, like an egret, a bird uh, that I was looking for, and I had to swim to like this little island that it's that its body was on so it's like i'll just go through the water what could go wrong and so the game notifies you that you're close to like special things by like vibrating the controller so i was going through the water and the controller vibrated and i was like oh man there's something special around here so like kept looking around this was a warning vibration that i was standing next to a crocodile (laughs) oh and the and it uh alligator sorry and and it alligator like grabbed me and then like Death rolled, and Death I was, I was oh, just dead. Of course, and I was like, <laughs> "You're not okay, getting out of that." That was not a good vibration. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good vibrations. <laughs> no, it was a bad one. And then, of course, you know when you respawn, that the the bird that I'd killed was gone. So that was sad. Yeah, that is sad. Um, I feel like those moments, though, are so fun when you're like getting super locked in like oh this video game thing i want to you know check this bit off my list i'm going to get this bird that you're just like ah a rumble whatever and then it's this massive alligator just there to like jump you and you're not expecting it like i love those little bits you that the game doesn't totally tell you about and then you just kind of get sucked in going on your side mission and you find something like completely unready for (laughs) that's how i live my life so most of the time when you get attacked by uh, a predator in the game, the game gives you, like, one chance to get away. Okay. Like, you could break away, and then you just gotta go. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give you that chance with... So, um, it doesn't give you that chance with alligators, if they're large. Because there are different sized alligators in Why the game. Not? There's, like, small ones, mediums, and large ones. Uh, doesn't give you that option for the large ones. Uh, or a large grizzly bear. And so, like, you get caught by those, you're just, like, instantly oh, dead. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds fair. That's like, pretty fair. Real life, yeah. <laughs> if, I get, if I get caught by a giant alligator or a grizzly bear, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. die. That's, that's Open cool. plains, 12-foot-tall grizzly bear, you're not out running. Maybe you have your horse, maybe you get away, but that thing's, you're not fighting that thing. Bullets aren't going to take that thing down easily. Yeah, your horse is pieced off, too. Like, oh. It sees that thing, and it's like, oh, nope, it just not, is out of not there. staying yeah. for you. Goodbye. <laughs> you. Yeah, you, you just got to stand your ground at that point. <laughs> Bears, they they understand confidence, especially the virtual oh, 100%. ones. No, 100%. You just, you just puff up your chest and go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can't actually do that in the game. Yeah, there was one spot in the game uh, I was in the north, too, uh, in like this little hunting cabin. And I went into the cabin and uh, it's like covered in blood and like scratch marks and stuff. And I was like, wow, looks like there was a bear in here. And as soon as I step out of the door, uh, the bear gets me. And I'm like, 
should have saw that coming. Classic <laughs> bears. <laughs> Ambush bears. <laughs> yeah. It was waiting for me. What about you, Jesse? Do you have a favorite hunt or animal that you remember chasing down? Uh, I don't. I don't particularly enjoy the hunting in the game. Um, I feel bad. Like, if you don't kill an animal outright, uh, the game, like, it suffers. It dies slowly. It limps away. It bleeds. You get to it. It's, like, on the ground, still, like, trying to get away. Like, it. they modeled, like, the screams that they make oh, and, like, the geez. weird whimpers and stuff. And I was like, this is traumatizing. Yeah. So I don't enjoy hunting in the game. Um, but memorable parts or favorite parts, I saw a dog that had mange. And I thought that was really cool. Because, like, it seems like such an insignificant thing to include. Um, but, like, it happens. Yeah, of it's course like it a, does. It's like a disease that wildlife gets, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, they get, like, an infection and all their hair falls out. And so it was, like, this, this like, hairless dog that had, like, patchy fur and stuff. I was like, that thing looks sick. And then I, you know, pull out my binoculars and I look at it. I'm like, yep, that thing's <laughs> yep, sick. Holy sick. <laughs> that, I actually don't know much about mange other than identifying it. Does it, like, change their personality or demeanor at all? You know, not like a rabies situation, but, like, are we talking some kind of, like, aggressive behavior bit at all or anything like that? I don't think so. Um, it might change their, like, their mood in the yeah. sense that, like, they're uncomfortable okay. and, like, in pain. It's actually a skin parasite. Oh, ah. gross. When humans get mange, they call it scabies. Oh, oh God, scabies shoot. are rough. Now you know. The more you know. So Red Dead 2, Jesse, what are your recommendations? If someone wants to pick this game up like me or has heard this, seems interested, they're into the Western bit, um... Yeah, what can they look for? Do you got any highlights or things that might entice somebody or or tell someone this isn't for them? Uh, I mean, you don't have to hunt in this game. The only time the game makes you hunt, yeah, you go with Charles to get a deer. Uh, you go with Hosea to get the grizzly bear, but the grizzly bear gets away, so you don't really hunt it. Um, then you go with Charles again to get a bison. Um, you have to kill a bison there. And then later in the game, you go out in like a canoe or a boat in the swamp and you get the bull crocodile. So those are like the only times you really have to hunt. So, uh, for people that are like worried that they might have to, you know, kill a lot of animals in this game, it's, there's a couple. Um, you just gotta kill people. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the main thing is like, if you're not into, if you're not into GTA five or, or any Grand Theft Auto game for that matter, and you don't like accidentally committing crimes, like if you hit somebody with your horse and they die, it's a crime. Like they're going to come after you and people are going to shoot you if like you bump into them on the street and they don't like you. Um, cause it's America and they got guns. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So, I mean, if if you're worried about shooting people or hunting animals or like blood, like this is not the game for you. But um, I would say that if you are a, a type of gamer that likes open world games, like um, it's not a survival game in the sense that like you have to eat to like not die. 
you could just not eat and Arthur will like lose weight and be like, you know, below optimal weight, but he's not going to like waste away. Not like Subnautica where like, if you don't eat, you're going to starve to okay. death. Um, so there's, there's like a little bit of survival in it too. And there's crafting, like Alex was saying, you can, uh, you can like hunt rabbits and squirrels and stuff and like turn them into clothing items. And I was, I was dressed entirely in bison. Oh. Yeah. I was a bison man Why with not? a beard. With the big white bison. hat. Bison. Oh, with the with the with the horns. Yep. And the uh, the the chaps, furry chaps. So many furry chaps. Yeah. Like an uncomfortable amount of furry chaps. (laughs) So yeah, I guess I guess there's a little bit for everybody in the game, and what I like about it is that you can like make it your own. So for somebody that likes storyline and plot. There's a great storyline. The plot's great. You can care about the characters. The more time you spend with them, the more you care about them, the, yeah. the deeper it'll affect you when it's over. If you're a speedrunner, you, you won't get the same enjoyment out of it. No um, I shouldn't say that speedrunners won't get anything out of this game. I mean, speedrunning is like a way that people play video games that is sure. an enjoyment in and of itself, where they like find hacks and ways to like get the story moving forward yeah. faster and then like completing it quicker. So I'm not into that type of gaming, but I just meant that like if people are running through it quickly, they won't get that same intimate relationship with the characters. In general, like I said, the completionist stuff is there. The side mission stuff for you, Andrew. Uh, like you mentioned, you mentioned that you like the side missions to have stories. They do. You don't have to do them, but there are some cool character moments that happen okay. if you do them. Um, it's not like Skyrim where like you know you're going into like another freaking Draugr cave and yeah. it's just like Draugr after Draugr. And then, you know, you get the sweet bow at the end and then you leave for like a day and you go back and you go in again and you like, you can get more treasure. 100%, right? Like yeah. they don't go away and you're like, Oh, another Draugr. One thing this game does have that I didn't mention is like GTA five has like assisted aim. Oh, Okay. So if you if you're not into shooting shooting games like where you have to completely aim at the person on your own, you just sort of like put your gun away and then point the camera at the person you want to shoot and then pull out your gun again and it'll like snap it to locks. them. It locks. Yeah. So I I'm not personally a shooter type style gamer. Um, I prefer mostly like survival and crafting games and and RPGs and stuff like that. So so Oof. for me that was a big help because like boom headshot 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 like yeah. you're just like straight up outlaw murdering people um and i felt like i was good at the game even though if i had turned that off i would have been terrible (laughs) so by default it's on which is super helpful um and like you know what arthur is supposed to be a good gunslinger like he's the guy that everybody in the gang talks to when they need backup when they need like gun support they go to him so like i felt like that person yeah anyway thanks for coming out guys tonight to hang out uh really enjoyed it and i hope to uh to have you back again soon for the next game uh in a few weeks to my listeners thanks so much for listening today if you'd like to support the podcast please like and review it on whichever platform you're listening today and please follow and subscribe to my twitch channel as well come say hi during streams at twitch.tv slash that's j-u-s-t-j-e-s-s-i-e-d your support means that I can buy more open world and RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. Theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston, and you can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com. 